Welcome to Games on Earth, episode 153 for Friday, November 30th, 2018. I'm your host, Derek Thompson. With me as always, John Francois. Hello. Jesse Brown. Hi. And Bradley Bichino. Oh, it's a pleasure. Howdy there, partners. Oh, Hi, partner. I, uh, I finished Red Dead. Did you finish it? No, no, it? okay, no, 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 you wait, 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 wait. sorry, it. sorry, sorry. Sorry, so I finished you, you the main finish arc Red. of I I, mean, I finished the main arc of Red Dead, the primary arc of Red Dead, uh, and it was intense and amazing, and the game is beautiful and wonderful and so good. Ten out of uh, ten. Mucho gusto. Ten out of ten, and I can't wait to continue playing it. Uh, however, uh, today is Friday. Is uh, the day that Red Dead Online is now out as well. So now. Um, not only has Red Dead been pulling me away from other games, but now Red Dead Online's just sitting there like a fresh hunk of meat, ready to be devoured. We're gonna fall um, off the bone, or oh. a hot slice of pizza. It's like a hot, steamy <laughs> slice of spicy pizza ball with and white sauce and Italian sausage and meatballs on it. That sounds like a fantastic pizza, and that's honestly you, what you're getting. Did you get with the, the Jesse special? Caliber. Yeah, I got the Jesse special, and I'm oh, just staring it. at it right now. All right, folks at home who don't know already, uh, Brad ordered pizza and is eating it. No, I'm not eating he it. Ate. It's not good for it. the listeners. Yo, I'm going to say, right. I'm actually heartbroken because listening to you crunch through some of that, that beautiful sounding bread, I have a pile of chicken pot pie just sitting on a plate in front of me just waiting. It's been screaming my name. Uh, isn't it sad? It's like we a reward, so- though. We we sacrifice hot meals to bring you this yeah. podcast. If you just mm-hmm. planned better, you could eat before you recorded. You're yeah. well. Okay. I, I say the I, same. In today's age, at grab and go, like <laughs> who has it, the time? Who has um, the time? John, Derek, you said it perfect. Who has the time? We're Does all anybody know what time now? it is? I'm gonna let's be realistic here. After I got at work, I had to run to lumber liquidators so that I could return <laughs> some flooring that I didn't use after I My redid the floor God. last week Monday. So I had to get that back and get the money. And then by the time I got home and talked to my wife, then could dinner's sh- cold now. Okay. Could we stray any further from the topic? <laughs> could we? <laughs> no, that's the. Top. I I am I am totally at fault, but I'm just. It's so funny to me that we're talking about lumber liquidators. <laughs> why, I why love that part, name. Why do you think I brought it up? <laughs> <laughs> they liquidated lumber right to me the way society works these days is that if you're not doing something while you're eating you're getting behind okay you're getting okay. behind the rat race I, you're getting behind I everyone hear, yeah. else i'm gonna eat a meatball just one you, you gotta eat while you're working you gotta work while you're, while you're working eating. you gotta monetize all your fun so like this podcast our generous sponsors uh, monetize this for us. Yeah, lumber uh, liquidators. Lumber liquidators. <laughs> you don't even know the. They fee paid that they for paid. Jesse's whole kitchen cabinets. Yep. Um, and I didn't and even if, get new kitchen cabinets. And if, it, if it weren't if it weren't for our generous sponsors and all the money we make from this podcast, do you think any of us would be doing this? Like honestly, oh my Let's god. Let's be realistic here. Let's be realistic. If I wasn't paying Jesse Brown, I wouldn't have Jesse fucking Brown. Okay. You're right. You know, my services don't come cheap. No, it's egregious, honestly. Yeah. It's egregious. It's Gregory. It's, gre- it's egregious. This is, this is a podcast about video games gaming, the people who love games and all of the, the facets therein. Uh, Goku was at the Macy's Day Parade, and that was pretty cool. Was oh, he um, really? Really? 
that's really cool. Y'all don't even know. This was Hell the no. biggest news of the week. Dude, you know what the funniest thing was? The only thing I saw was like highlights of previous Macy's Macy's Day parades. Like one of them was like of a Barney that caught wind and exploded, and it was that's like classic. that's a fun Rem- one. I'm like, there. The I mean, I was there for that one. I'm usually there every year. This year I was in town for it, but I I was on the other side of town. Mm-hmm. Um, got lost track of the time. Mm-hmm. Showed up, and all I caught was a Charlie Brown. Mm. I didn't know Goku was there. Well, damn. Wow, you really missed out I, on something special. You missed special. the boat. The butt. Yeah. Whew. I can't believe anyways. you missed, missed that Goku. That anyways. hurts my feelings. Anyways. Anyways. Anyways? Anyways. Y'all play any games? Like, shit. Shit. Uh, oh, dude, yeah, I so did. so many games. Are you kidding me? It's, oh, been a, it's been a couple weeks since I've been on here. There's so many games to be had. Battlefield Five. Let's just lay it out there. Lay, lay it down on the ground. We talked. I talked about this last week quite a bit. But you talked about hey, Battlefield Five. Uh, y- yes, uh, Jesse. And, y- I, and only your opinion matters, Derek. Uh, yes, Jesse. It is called Derek's. Per- Derek Thompson presents games on Earth. Derek okay, Thompson presents meatballs. Battlefield Five. <laughs> <laughs> With meatballs in the background by Brad. Jesse, dig right down deep. Dive in. Dig down to the water table and then dive in. They have made so many massive improvements with Battlefield Five that it's unreal. I can't believe my eyes. Um, I love the, so many things about the game, like the way that they, they started to kind of bring back the systems of Battlefield Four, almost where it's un- unfortunately it's only cosmetic because my, honestly my favorite part of any Battlefield game so far really has been... Other than Wake Islands, I'm sorry, I don't want to skip that over. That's about the best part about Battlefield. But the <laughs> uh, the systems that you used for guns in Battlefield 4 is probably my all-time favorite thing about Battlefield. The fact that you can get a gun, you can customize um, you know, the front attachments, any laser sights, uh, the different muzzles on it, the different scopes, the different sights, uh, the different mm. stocks, and every mm. single thing that you adjust has a positive or negative effect to the gun like oh maybe you'll be better at hip fire or maybe you'll be better at um you know doing aim down sights you know, maybe you could aim down sights faster you can you know look down a sight faster after you're finished printing um so that was the saddest thing for me to see leave battlefield but they're kind of bringing it back a little bit now in a really weird way where you still have all the customizations of skins on your weapons so like every little detailed part of your weapon you can customize via skin that only changes the aesthetic, um, but they do and have like, it now. Uh, Go ahead. The polygons also, like you, it's not just like a skin over it. And oh yeah, in some instances, you're actually changing the shape of the physical gun that you're. Yeah, is cosmetic so, though. Yes, a exactly. Cosmetic it's ship, only cosmetic. Yeah. But the thing that they did Ooh. add was every single gun that you get now, you level up the gun. Um, but when you level it up. Every single level, one through four, you unlock a different perk for it, one of two. So you can say, um, you know, there's two different trees. It'd be really cool if they had it branch out further than what they did. Yeah. So it's it's, kind of like dumbed down almost, I feel like. Like, it's really, it's a lot more Mm -hmm. basic. But I I was gonna argue that I find this system uh, a little more intuitive for I'd say most players, in yeah. that it, it breaks down the choices of playstyle very um, f- firmly I, or like very it makes the the playstyle choices that you're choosing with a gun very uh, obvious. Um, yeah. So like 
and you're making meaningful choices. Uh, so uh, like you said with like hip fire, if I want to increase my hip fire, it's either that or I increase like my aim down sight stability or something. And mm-hmm. I'm making the, making the choice to kind of spec into this style of weapon as opposed to like, and, and, and the effects are a lot. It, it does. I have those a talents, serious question. Yeah. Can you increase your hip fire with the sniper rifle, or are you restricted to <laughs> yes. specific yes, stats? Yes, you can. Because you can. that was like one of my favorite builds in Battlefield 4 was when I, I put a ACOG on a sniper rifle and just like ran around in the buildings, no scoping, and just like <laughs> point blank. Sniping um, people using it like Brad, a shotgun almost. Yeah, <laughs> Brad, I will say that closer range sniping is kind of the best way to be a sniper in this game mm-hmm. because of the limitations on ammo. Now, um, you cannot really sit on the edge of the map forever and just snipe forever. Uh, you really only have two clips with every gun, so mm-hmm. yeah, it like being in the action allows you to like pick up ammo from dead bodies, and you're actually mm. looting ammo in some instances with. Uh, I guess that's only the assault, but what anyway, else can you be- get from dead bodies? Uh, their uh, health packs, I believe, right? If you, um, I don't think they drop health packs. I think they only oh. drop ammo. But if you actually knife somebody, you can steal their dog tags. If you may, if you do like a like a that melee kill, which you basically class. knife oh, them, you steal their dog tags. What's um, the significance of stealing dog tags? Um, in the old games, like when you would steal somebody's dog tags, there would you'd literally have like a collection. Like you could go to a page to view all the dog tags oh, that you that's had. Cool. But the thing, too, that they had was when you would level up, you could actually unlock different dog tags that you would set on your character. So, say, like, your personal, while you're playing, you would have one dog tag that would be, like, level 5 medic, and then you would have a second dog tag where it would just be, like, an image of a T-Rex or something like that. So if somebody (laughs) knifed you, they would get your dog tags, and then um, there would be a page where you could go to, so it would show you what dog tags you've collected from people, how many of that dog tag you've actually collected... Like, things like that. Now, in this game, for some reason, they haven't... I don't know if it's just not been implemented yet, because I've knifed somebody, and I just got empty dog tags. They were literally just, like, uh, copper or brass tags or something like that. Because um, that guy's so a I, nobody. Had, well, yeah, but no then name, I... I no family. I haven't put anything on for me either. But, I don't know. They, the systems that they have for the guns are really cool, and it's a, it's a way that actually gets me really interested in using guns that I would never use or playing a mm-hmm. class that I would never play. So... Yeah. It, it's I have kind an of... example of that. Uh, Go ahead. The shotgun. I've been using the shotgun almost exclusively for the first time in the Battlefield game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was able, using this talent spec system, like this weapon talent tree, to turn my shotgun from a close range uh, kill machine to a close and medium range. Like, I am now using it at range to some effect. Like, it's, it's actually pretty damn good. So um, it's, not, it's breaking the, uh, like... Uh, battlefield shotgun faux pas where somebody has to be or like four feet in front of shooter. you. Yeah, first really, it is first person shooter. Yeah. yeah. I've um, shot a shotgun in real life. Those bullets can go really far really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, video games have really dumbed down. I think they have to as a balance thing. <laughs> You're but. right. They do. Yeah, <laughs> shotguns would be way, way OP if if they worked in a game like they worked in real life. But, bullets would be OP if they worked in games like they did in real life. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's one of the things I like about Battlefield Five, though, because Battlefield Five is like it does not take a lot for you to go down. 
which I am a huge right. fan of because this game is like it's it's like it's cranked up like you can't just run and gun like you could in previous games. Like, if you're sprinting... Like, in the old games, it would be like, oh, I'm sprinting down this alley, and if even if somebody shoots me, I can get around the corner before I'm down, you know, and then I heal up. This game, it's like, if somebody starts shooting you, you're just you're down. And all you can do is hope that you have a teammate nearby to res you, or you just respawn. Which, that's well, another thing. I'm really it, a big fan of the, the respawning in this game, the way that it's like, like, you can hold out. You can wait for a teammate, you know? Yeah. And teammates will, like, any medic can just push square now. They don't need to pull out uh, their their zappy paddles. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, any teammate, any squad mate, I mean, can res any other squad mate regardless of their class. Which is which just is super that, that's awesome. huge. But yeah. like you said before about, like, turning around the corner, it's more, I think it's more like now cover is, like, a really meaningful thing to have. Mm-hmm. And since there are now uh, systems in place to build out that cover... Like there, you can build oh, yeah. uh, defenses and fortifications, which I'm obsessed with. Um, if a battle is kind of at a stalemate between the two sides, and you kind of crawl up to the the edge of death and like build a sandbag, you suddenly make this like little lifeline for your team to like get an edge on the people across the way. And I can't count the number of times where I've like made a clutch sandbag or wall or something that changed like the flow of the immediate little skirmish i've been a part of that because i've been with you on on one side of a wall and it's in the bags get destroyed and i'm laying there like trying to aim at somebody and i see a fucking rocket come flying down a road and then a sandbag (laughs) pop up right in front of it at the last second (laughs) and then immediately blow up again and i'm like oh thank god (laughs) yeah i i'm kind of a a fortifications nut like when i Mm -hmm. play that game i play support and they have a they build fortifications twice as fast so I, I'm a shotgunner with support who specializes in digging holes and, and moving Taking bags. names. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is it is so awesome. And that's one of the other big things. Like I, I had talked with some friends. They're One of their biggest gripes, they're like, oh, it's another one of those where you can just go down and a, a medic can lay around the corner and res you. And it's like, no, not anymore. Now it's like if somebody goes down, you have to be on top of their body for a moment to res them. So if somebody yeah. goes down – and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go pick them up. Whoever just shot them is immediately going to shoot you. Like, there's Yeah, the, the you, resurrecting animation is... It, it's pretty you quick can't, with medics, but it does yeah. take some time. And, and you can't with, be prone either, which is huge. Like, you yeah. have to be crouched or standing to res somebody, which is yeah, a big and if deal. You're, and if you're not a medic and you're resing a squad mate, it takes uh, quite a bit longer, probably twice as long at least, yeah, to I would say resurrect it, a squad mate. And that yeah. puts you right out in the open. Mm-hmm. Um there's been a lot of tight encounters with uh, like you and Kim and Casey and Mitch where we've been like in a tough spot and someone has a clutch res and like yeah. gets somebody up and you're like, oh my God, I cannot believe that. And then, yeah, uh, it's so good. Yeah, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know why I keep mumbling on top of what you're saying. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just everything about this. I feel like they've made massive improvements or – you know, marginal improvements over most systems that they had in previous games. One of the things that I would love to see come back is the the real heavy-duty gun, gun customization. Um, I'm not heartbroken in the way that they have it right now, because I still think this is an improvement over... It's definitely a massive improvement over Battlefield 1. Um, yeah, I agree. But, it, yeah, and like you said, like shotguns actually have a purpose now. Um, it's just... Everything about it is really great. I, I've loved everything. And the one big thing, too, that I feel like 
that they've changed. Like, I know they had Grand Operations in the last game, but Grand Operations is such a big deal, like, to keep the momentum going. Because, mm-hmm. like, even with Battlefield 4, like, all we ever did was just play Conquest, Conquest which, yeah, which is not much. necessarily bad, but it's, like, it's nice to get the variation. It's really, really nice to, you know, yeah. it, it it keeps you keeps you going. Well, and, and the way they changed Grand Operations is really nice because now yeah. it's not just the same, like, capture these two points and push them ahead. And if you can't do that, well, fuck, you're going to have to do this three more times. Um, now, regardless of whatever happens, it's split up by days instead of, like, pushes. So every day is a different map type. Well, may not, may not be a different map, but... Usually it's a different map or part of the map, and it's a different, like, uh, objective and, uh, like, battle style. Uh, sometimes you're planting bombs, sometimes you're capturing points, sometimes you're defending, sometimes you're jumping out of fucking airplanes. Uh, it's really, really cool. Um, it just it adds this variability in play and also makes it so every round in a grand operation feels and plays very different from the one before. So you're not stuck in the slog uh, that BF Battlefield 1 had, where if you're on the losing team, you are just, like, ramming against a brick wall, trying to, like, capture the points, and you just can't, and you're just like, oh. And it's like, well, we have two more pushes remaining, so you're going to have to just keep dying for a good 20 minutes. Yeah, I hated that. That was such <laughs> a bummer. Yeah, they, yeah that, and, and everything they've done has just been drastically better i don't know and i'm curious to see like where they go from here my guess is they're gonna have to do something a little more modern you know with going from world war one to world war two i'm assuming that the next step is going to be a little more modern it's i'm curious to see what that's going to look like i was considering like because uh, battlefield 4 takes place predominantly between 1939 and 1941 not Um, battlefield 4 or Battlefield battlefield 5 sorry Okay. Um, takes place between 1931 and 19, uh, 1939 and 1941. So it's the early part of the war. America's not even involved. There's no Pacific theater. Uh, there's no Russian. Oh, yeah. uh, oh really? Okay. Nothing on the Russian front. Yeah, it that's all, true. It's it just it's just Germans and like uh who yeah what are, what Dutch are the mi- and French and French and uh uh the Netherlands British. I believe and yeah. yeah it's the British yeah so it's. It's all about like the fall of Europe, pretty much, uh, to uh, the the Third Reich, basically. Um, and every each battlefield is a, a part of that era of the war, pretty much. I have a feeling with their DLC, they're probably. I'm I'm hoping this how they're gonna like roll out the DLC packs. Each one will probably be like an era. Uh, like I'm guessing next up, the first one up would probably be like uh, Normandy and like uh, I don't know, maybe maybe like the russian front the eastern front and then uh the next one next dlc would be like the battle of the bulge and like winter levels and stuff and then the final one could be like the pacific theater i don't know but it, it, it they have a lot in world war ii still to work with so i'm kind of wondering if they're either they're gonna build that out in the dlc or if they're gonna have like a another world war ii like world war ii part two um, <laughs> world war <laughs> world war two dot two the update yeah. <laughs> world yeah. war 2.0 world war 2.0 2. 5 2.0.1.6.3 Yep. Wow. So yeah, Battlefield Five's great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Can't say enough um, good things about it. 
uh brad uh john which one of you wants to go next mine's probably less surprising so why don't we end the show with that <laughs> you want right. to end it on a low note all right i was saying to you guys before we started the show i have forced myself to play Mega Man 11 so i have something to talk about <laughs> other than red dead you said and, forced out. Do you not like the Mega Man series, or is oh, like no, Mega I, Man Eleven like the just notoriously bad? I love Mega Man. I what I really love is Mega Man X, but I also love oh, the Mega same. Man games in general. Okay. I say forced because I really want to play Red Dead, and I I have been playing Mega Man. I like that, playing Mega Man, but it's not Cowboys. You're right. That makes more sense. Wait, <laughs> how new Cowboy is this? <laughs> Uh, Eleven is, I think it's very new. Um, I was gonna say I'm looking at pictures of it right now, and it is crazy looking. Came out like a month ago or less. Yeah, I um, I picked it up on a whim, and I didn't realize how much I miss being able to wall jump. <laughs> can you wall jump in this one? No, that's only the oh, X games no, that you can yeah, wall jump. X, yeah. And oh, so I have fallen to my death more times than the light. I'd like to admit because of that. But otherwise, it's good, and also it made me realize that I have lost some of my childlike reflexes because I suck (laughs) at this game. (laughs) I noticed that when I was playing Mighty Number Nine, I was like, "Why are the? Why is this so hard? Like, I just suck now." Uh, Because I'm assuming Mighty (laughs) Number Nine is is very fairly similar. Yeah, Um, yeah. From what I heard, that was uh, they were trying to emulate the Mega Man style of play. What are you playing this on? uh, PS4. Okay. I've seen a lot of Switch covers, so I'm just wondering, like, I feel like this would be a fun game to play on Switch, but I was so just curious. So, could you describe how this fits into the uh, the deep and storied lore of the Mega Man universe? Oh, absolutely. So, there's Dr. <laughs> Light and Dr. Wily, and they hate each other. Oh, Still? I would have thought they would have patched it up now after ten I, games. <laughs> I don't know if they just, re- like, wipe the story every single time they make a new game, but it it's like, every single time Dr. Light has Mega Man... And every single time, Mega Man's got to go out and fight Dr. Wily's robots, or in this case, Dr. Wily corrupts all of Light's robots, uh, and you've got to go and fight them. But every single time, there's always this big fight. I don't like Wily's research. Well, I don't like Light's research. And then Wily gets shunned. But this has happened ten more times in theory, and no one says anything about the (laughs) ten other times before this. How does Wily still have the resources for I this I don't shit? know. Well, so they introduced a new mechanic in, in this one, which I think I'm supposed to be making better use of, and I am not, which maybe is why I'm doing so poorly. Uh, it is called the Double Gear System, which is a very cool name. Um, and can I take a guess at what it is? Is yeah, it please. It, can, my guess is with a Double Gear System, you use two different bosses' abilities at the same time. That'd be cool. So, like... To form, like, a new ability. Like, you might use, like, Electric Man and, like, fucking Guts Man ability to... I don't even remember what Guts Man did. He like, was trash. Was... He was a he trash was tra- man. So, I don't know. Maybe he throws, like, like hunks of garbage that are electrified or he something at that point. He throws hunks of guts. Hunk- no, human that guts. would have been so much cooler. No, the double gear system, as we've uh, as explained to us, which, if you can look at a picture of this when Wiley's holding it it's a small box with two gears on it like that's the ins- that's the implant what? that he puts on robots yeah it's just blue one. It, yep that's exactly right it's really on the fucking nose um <laughs> it 
it apparently pushes robots past their normal limits, which (laughs) that's not how machines work as far as I know, but whatever. It's like they overclock them. But like overclocking involves, I I guess I don't know, but not like. Overclocking involves, you know, a a vat of uh, liquid cooling and, you know, a uh, a bunch of dry, what is that? Dry ice to keep things. Oh, uh, yeah. You you, you blast that CPU up. Brad, you've done some overclocking. Oh my god. Yeah, so with the two gears, I'm guessing that they have a pretty high ratio, so it takes less power to get more I don't know, energy <laughs> from it. So you put a very small amount of power into the gear and it outputs a higher amount. Twice as much actually. Oh, wow. I see. Yeah, well that makes so- sense. You know what? I, I want to mention that this is very convenient that it, I'm, I'm looking at a close-up of it, and it seriously looks like he's holding a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And oh, yeah. the gears themselves, uh, one of which is like a neon blue, and the other one is like a neon red, kind of yep. like a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah. That's, huh, yep, that's weird. exactly what it looks like. And all it does is, well, so far all it does, because I haven't beaten a freaking stage yet. Uh, all it does is you can press uh, the left uh, bumper or right bumper to either have a speed boost or have your gun deal more damage for a duration. And it, it's like uh, you can overheat if you leave it on too long, in which case you can't use it after that. And now that I think back to my several very bad attempts at beating levels, I've always thought, well, how am I supposed to dodge that? They're too fast. And I'm realizing I should have been using the speed boost. <laughs> so I, they baked that mechanic into the game whereas I'm used to playing like Mega Man X the very first one where they didn't realize that giving you wall jump powers was the most game breaking thing they could have done <laughs> they knew because they hid so much shit off screen that the only way you could get to was with a uh, double yeah, but they, wall jump they never changed the bosses so it was like this boss just goes across the ground and you get to live up in the sky and they can't touch you at all very true <laughs> I've only made it to the end of one stage, and then I died very badly. Oh, do do you like it though overall? Like, does it does it feel like does it give you that sort of like, man, I miss Mega Man games sort of feeling, yes. or is it one of those things where it's like, man, this is a little little old now, a little overplayed. Like Mega Man was great at the time, but I I don't need another one. No, I absolutely love Mega Man. I don't think I'm ever going to get to that point. Uh, okay. The only thing that I haven't found yet that I don't think is in this game that I do really miss are the armor upgrades. Okay. Oh yeah. I think that's an X specific thing. You can totally. find like I think you're extra right. Energy tanks or things like that in in this game, but it doesn't change you to look all cool and super futuristic when you get it. Which uh-huh. is the one thing between Mega Man X and Mega Man is that Mega Man just looks like a dumpy child in a jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now, because like back in the old days, it was like, man, that's that's cool. I can I can catch on. I like that look. But yeah, now you're right. It's just like. The only update they've ever made to his suit is just like, let's add more lines on his body. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> make him look more robotic. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool though. I mean, I I'd be interested to give it a try. But you're right. It's it's weird after playing so many old Mega Man games and then playing like Mega Man X games and then playing Mega Man Y. It's like I kind of have a preference now. And when it's yep. and it's not my preferred method of playing, it's like I I just rather play the one that's better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or the one that I know I can win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, I guess they're all like they're all special. They're a lot of very creative bosses. So, yeah. 
Hmm. Well, you're enjoying it? You're going to keep playing it? Yeah, I plan to. Uh, I really just want to beat one boss. <laughs> I mean, so that's is that your problem. goal? Like you beat one boss and you're like done, put it away, <laughs> toss the controller <laughs> out the window. Well, beat the game. I'm, I'm trying to figure out which one is the frost penguin of the game, the the one that's like the super easy first boss to beat, because then I can start <laughs> using powers against other bosses. You're looking for the yeah. woodman here. Oh yeah, woodman. Woodman oh, was always my yeah. first. For I don't even remember which Mega Man game he was. Well, in Mega Man X, Chill Penguin was always the first one for me because you got the boots in that level too. What mm-hmm. uh what 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 is there any dumpy bosses like weird st- stupid ones most of them yeah I'm looking at them right now most of them let me list off a couple of names here yes um, Mega Man eleven bosses oh yes. boss order I can two birds with one stone right here oh perfect. okay there is Block Man who just <clears throat> looks like a small it's... man wearing a part of a castle um there <laughs> okay. is Bounce Man. Who nice. is just a big ass balloon with fists? <laughs> uh, very balloon like fists too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The other ones aren't so bad. Also, you gotta figure. I, I watched a video recently that was about um, the usefulness of Mega Man bosses because they're all they've all been given sentience for a job. Brian so, David Gilbert. Who? What? What? The Polygon video? Yeah, that's right. Yep. 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 Yep, he cataloged absolutely. every Mega Man yep. uh, boss, and like the 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 levels in this are very drastically different. So when you go from uh, like Impact Man is a construction worker, and there's a bunch of like construction themed things to Blast Man, it's a fucking theme park. <laughs> like, <laughs> blast, yeah. Or wait, uh, so you like have a blast? He's not like an explosives man. <laughs> no, he also explodes. I don't know why he's in a theme park. I do not know why. I'm excited for Acid Man. I see Acid Man. I assume he tries to to tempt all the children at the local public schools. <laughs> the first one's free, kid. Yeah. Come on. Join my gang. <laughs> Try this. And let's listen to Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> uh, some of the bosses, the levels have been kind of annoying, like Bounce Man. I had to try to look up a video as to how to get through a certain part because it just was not intuitive. And every single video I saw had them having a power to get through that because it just lets you shoot straight forward and miss all the obstacles, which is why I'm trying to beat Impact Man so I can go back to Bounce Man. And that's been <laughs> Isn't kind of a that pain frustrating. In the ass. Yeah. <laughs> like where yeah. you're like, you finally master level to get to the boss and you're like, I'm never going to be able to beat this guy with my current equipment. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what bounced me off of a lot of like Metroidvania games a lot of times was like or uh not not Metroidvania, sorry, uh like roguelike Metroidvania. Like Right. Roguelikes, uh specifically what was the one where you would uh play a character and then you'd play like the son or daughter of that oh, character? Oh, Rogue uh, Legacy. Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that game. That it's was great, amazing. I had a lot of fun with it, but I kept bouncing off cuz I would die from a boss and then be like uh, that was like a half hour run. I thought I had everything. And it's just such a, that feeling, that demoralization uh, that happens when you die to a boss like that after yeah. putting all your time in. It just, oh, it just kills me. Um, I don't know. But Well, okay. I had to break down and uh, shamefully change my um, difficulty from normal to casual. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's it is called casual too. There's uh, one below it that's called like easy. There's so one below called filthy casual. Better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the filthy is implied in this case. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm long past the days of uh, you know throwing shade about difficulty level because uh, there are some games where playing on a lower difficulty is just more a more fun experience. Like Wolfenstein is a good example. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see why I would ever play that on a hard difficulty because it's a game about pure there power are definitely, fantasy. There are definitely some games though where I do know. It is a preference for people to choose harder difficulty. Yep. I remember I the Witcher. I don't want I do well yes the Witcher is one for sure and I also remember people I don't want to say made a deal about it but made a point to note the difficulty when playing um oh fuck what is it where you uh Breath of the Wild not Breath of the Wild it's where you're you're out fighting monsters that are made out of robots Horizon Zero Dawn Horizon Zero Dawn there oh you go. yeah yeah I think yeah in those Every, two examples Witcher and Horizon both. Uh, increasing the difficulty doesn't just make the game like so that you die instantly from g- when coming out of cover. It yeah. makes it so you have to uh, engage with the gameplay systems on mm. a deeper level. Yeah, uh, and that's a great way. Like I love that. That every game should strive for that with its difficulty levels. Like difficulty should be a measure of how uh, how much you want to in- invest in the game, not how perfect you can headshot every and i guess i don't know no, you're I, no right. I, I agree you're... entirely with you mm-hmm. yeah, agree I just, yeah you're very right i think with shooters it might be just different uh, just because the nature of the game style uh but uh i keep thinking of shooters when i think of bad difficulties because a lot of times it's just like oh well mm-hmm. the enemies can now take 20 more hits and i can only take one exactly uh, you're very have... right they have and, less uh, like mechanics for you to play with, so they just yep. have to do brute force as the way mm-hmm. to make it harder. And with the, something like The Witcher, it's like, well, now I have to use my potions. I have to be aware mm-hmm. in combat of what I'm fighting, what its weaknesses are, and exploit those. Uh, I, whereas on like the easiest mode, it doesn't fucking matter. You just <laughs> tap X and you can you can hack and slash your way through the entire game probably. But it's a different experience. Um, and when Witcher came out, there were a lot of people complaining about the combat, and I think they still do. I think, like, there is an idea that the combat was bad in that game because it was really simple on anything but the harder difficulties, where you actually, where it actually asked you to engage it more. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I am just a, a huge proponent of playing the Witcher on the hard difficulty. Uh, everyone, listen up here. Uh, play Witcher on the hardest difficulty. If you don't, you're a B. I I tell you what. I played The Witcher on Death March, the hardest Mm -hmm. difficulty, and it took me 200 hours. (laughs) But it was fucking great. Every dodge and parry and attack was so deliberate and, like, focused like that's what i like about that game's difficulty in particular mm-hmm. like it's all about timing and yeah like strategy and all yeah knowing the monster you're fighting like what its mm-hmm. weaknesses are and, and what I, its patterns i find that a lot patterns in, like, are. in strategy games a lot uh, uh increasing difficulty will force you to you know, it'll compel you to make use of the systems better. Like with Total War, uh, I know on lower difficulties in Total War, 
every battle, the enemy AI is just stupid. Like, they just run from fights they could totally win, or they don't flank when they have an opening, or they're really easily flanked by uh, by uh, cavalry, or they just let my archers just pelt them for uh, the whole battle, um, or something like Civ, uh, where you have AI that's just sending in, like, three troops or something. Oh my god, yeah, dude. I... I am. I have a pretty strong opinion about the AI in Civ, and it's it needs to be redesigned from the ground <laughs> <Yes>. up. <laughs> I fucking I love Civ. I've been playing the sh- the crap out of Civ Six on the Switch, and I just can't. I, I th- there's like. They do a good job. They're like, okay, let's give the AI... We'll give them all agendas, right? So they'll, like, behave within this rule set um, in their agenda. But at the same time, why is it that if I create a friendship with... Or declare a friendship with, like, another civilization, why is it that they declare war on me? Like... Yeah. They, they seem so often, like, just, like, the most vapid, like... Uh, irrational abstra- irrational that's the word yeah. thank you uh random personalities a lot of times um like we were playing a, a couple weeks ago and we are we is our save game like right at the start of a war because we were friends with a different faction i, I forget I, I yeah forget we got that. pulled into a a, a joint uh, an alliance war world war the world war started anyway yeah. civ on the switch Civ on the Switch. It is Civ on the Switch, and it is fantastic. Oh, my God. Brad. Switch. Brad, uh, Jesse uh, dug this hole all the way down to the water table. Would you mind diving right in? Yes, sir. Oh, man. I am happy to say after 13 hours, I finally completed my – I got my first win on the Switch. Um, and actually, it's my first ever cultural victory uh, in Civ Six because they overhauled the system quite a bit since the last title. But, oh my God, dude. It is so great. I love the Switch. I could go on and on about how comfortable it is to play on the couch and have a 4K strategy game at your fingertips with touchscreen and all that. But, like, this game, it translated it actually almost improved from the pc version and as far as like a new experience with the same game yeah that's one thing that surprised me a lot about playing the switch version uh was how intuitive the controls were and how like thinking about playing with a mouse just doesn't seem as interesting to me uh, because of the way they've made things so simple to just quickly issue commands and stuff like everything is laid out in such a, a an easy way and you're not moving your hands or finger I, I don't know i think i need to touch it to understand it because mm-hmm. like i feel like the keyboard mouse is still in my opinion it's like oh i, I don't know how that couldn't be the best but i do like you said i feel like if i if i tried it i would see what i'm missing mm-hmm. it's definitely a different experience and brad and tony and i had ourselves a nintendo commercial experience Oh my uh, god. <laughs> it was perfect. We we went bowling and then we had such a great time 
it was like the beginning of the commercial when everybody's out having fun and the sun yep. setting and mm-hmm. then everybody er, and then somebody's like motioning like hey let's go play switch and yep. then we all went home and grabbed our switches and then went back over to Ian's house and they they were our other friends were there too but they were drinking and we were just playing switch at the dining table we were playing yeah, the three of us it was it awesome was, it was pretty it great cross compatible between that and a pc i wish i wish they, there isn't even online multiplayer that. yeah the biggest fault of this game and like the uh, the the main reason you might not want to pick it up is there is no online multiplayer it is only local local now, do you feel like i mean that feels like something that they could change do you think that's a possibility there their were their verbiage on the matter has been very uh it doesn't seem likely that they'll pop that in but that's just me being pessimistic about it based on what they've said before uh like their their comment was literally like there are no plans for online on the switch like that doesn't mean they won't do it but it's definitely not a doesn't sound yeah, like it's a not good a commitment. good sign not a good because sign. Like, why would they put it on? Like, what would change their mind? Like, if yeah. they sold, like, a couple million units or, yeah. like, what? Public outcry, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if there will be that. I mean, yeah. civilization I is usually pretty mild. Yeesh. It's a mild community. It's not like yeah. <laughs> Call of Duty or World well, of Warcraft. <laughs> Even still, I mean, anyone who really wants to play online can just buy it for the PC. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that experience. And the thing exists. is, there's on. You can get it for like the iPad, and that has i online multiplayer, yeah, which that is, is crazy. super weird. What? Yeah. It, it's super weird that it is online on the iPad, yeah. but not on the Switch. Like I know. I'm guessing That's it has something weird. to do with with uh, Nintendo's online service. I and... I I agree. That's my thought too. Uh, that's just yeah anyway it's an amazing port it's so much fun i can't wait to play some more uh whenever i crawl out from under this pile of of, <laughs> of video games that has been drowning me in, in there's pleasure. nothing wrong with that speaking of pleasure there was a game that just came out the <laughs> other day that i didn't even realize was coming out i don't know how in the fuck i missed this which is just crazy to me but um the darksiders games they darksiders just released darksiders 3. 3 oh yeah and i'm so Super excited for that. I was a huge fan of the first two, so I'll probably play that eventually coming up. This Darksiders than 3 later. has been in development only for like uh, something like eight years or something. I know, uh, but, and I didn't, think they were, was, I didn't think they were ever going to make another one. And then repurchased, and now THQ Nordic is... And I don't think they picked up the Darksiders license, and a different team was made. Unless THQ Nordic is publishing it. Anyway... There was a huge bunch of obstacles this game had to go through to even come out. So the fact that it exists at all and that that franchise is still going is kind of a miracle. Yeah. Um, but hey, yeah, Jesse, I we're relying on you for your uh, expert opinions and uh, reviews. I will certainly play it. I I like I said, I was a huge fan of the first two, so I will definitely be giving it a touch. Give it a touch. Mm-hmm. Just a touch. Mm-hmm. Alright, this has been Games on Earth. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Kyle Lancer for the intro-outro music. We'll be back next week as this tsunami of games slowly washes over us and 
covers us in its wonderful liquid. Ah. Hmm. It's almost like you seem disappointed by yeah. what you said yourself. <laughs> I know, I know oh, just ad-libbing is hard, um, Derek, but it's funny when you, you kind of dig yourself into a hole like that. That's funny. And, and, then, and then the liquid pours into the hole. Yep, you pour the liquid <laughs> yeah. in the hole and then dive right in. That's... <laughs> into the and hole. you've got yourself a swimming pool. you got yourself mm-hmm. a new pool. You know, it... If you dig down in your backyard, yes. Could, w- d- uh, how deep can you go before it's not yours anymore? I, um, ooh, that's a good John, question. That's a great John, question. John, you own a home. You should pr- you should probably test this out. Uh, I think even if you have to <laughs> dig in your own backyard, you still have to. You have to. There's a lot of paperwork that needs to be done. You have to call Miss Dig or something like that so they can yeah. check your your undercarriage and make sure you're not like digging through like gas lines or uh would you well, just eventually hit a rock? I like, know you, that you... that it's like 83 or 85 feet upwards is how much Whoa. like sky you own. Really? Damn. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know you got to own sky. That. Yeah, dude. Jesse, you own sky. I own sky. I have a tree that's taller than 85 feet so somebody else owns <laughs> the top of my tree. That's international nope. branches. That's, yeah, that's that the government owns the top of your tree. That's why somebody <laughs> it's the government. Yep. <gasps> the government is up in your trees. Uh, and legally, they they're totally legal there. I, uh, I assume like 85 feet downwards too, but does that start from your basement or the earth? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I I would think that if it's 85 85 feet up, it should probably be 85 feet up. I think it would really be unlimited feet up, unlimited feet down. Well, eventually it would not be a big deal through the universe until drones became a thing. Oh, Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Amazon owns the air above 85 feet. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Amazon owns the air. Let's be honest, they own the air below it, too. Yeah. I'm just. Um, I feel like if I ever owned a home, which I hope to soon, relative to my like situation now, uh, I w- feel like I'd want to take like a core sample. Like I'd want to like drill down as far deep just to make sure there's no like caves or. I know we. Um, the fuck do you think this is Minecraft? Chips <laughs> and mines. Grand Rapids, Michigan, is built well, on top of yeah, one of the true. most expansive mining networks in the state, if not the. Uh, there are miles of tunnels from from a hundred years ago stretching you, out beneath us. You know that's how the like you unleash some old virus, though. God, yeah. Well, that's the secret next part. That <laughs> you just totally <laughs> let that cat out of the bag. Totally just botched it. <laughs> I just want to know if I can add that square footage of the gypsum mines to my uh, my appraisal. That makes sense. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we should probably contact someone about that. <laughs> well, well, well I'm some a prou- I think boys. I'm a proud new owner of a gypsum mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. That's what it feels like. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks to Kyle Lancer for the intro outro music again. Uh, what do you guys plan on playing the week ahead? Brad, you go first. Civilization. I am not done. I'm going to the moon, baby. Well, space race is on. Jesse? Um, I'm going to be definitely playing a lot of Battlefield 5. I got a poker mm-hmm. party coming up this Saturday, so I'm going to be getting Woo. down and dirty with the old cowboy cards. Oh, um, yeah. oh, Red Dead Online's out now, so I'll probably give that a little bit of a go. Um, and then the other things that are way back burner would be like 
I think the only other thing that would be potentially backburner would be the new Darksiders game. Hmm. But like I said, that's awesome. that's backburner shit. John, what about you? Uh, I'm going to try to beat at least one boss in Mega Man before I go back to Red <laughs> Dead full-time. Um, then probably just Red Dead for a while. I've been... I've I've adjusted my whole life for this game. Not, <laughs> not like changing my schedule, but how I view things now. Like, I walk and talk like a cowboy now. Oh I say God, I do that all so much time, now. Partner. We're just, sure. Yeah. That's, that's my whole fucking life is, sure. Oh, I keep so, saying yeah. howdy. I keep saying yep. y'all. Yeah. I keep. Yep. Uh, I walk in animation. Uh, sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I open a door, it's like press X to open door kind of thing. Or if I, st- <laughs> the only thing I haven't done is sprinted a door and try to break the glass when I open it. <laughs> <laughs> Just Kramer your way through every door Jesus. possible. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Red Dead is my future as well. Um. Yep. It's the I, future. It's everyone's it, future. It's the future. It is. Oh. It, I have one last thing to add. This okay. is an exciting weekend. I'm going to a wedding. This is not my normal attitude about weddings. I hate weddings. Except yours, Jesse. That was great. I loved it. it was wow. Fun. Tell me how you really feel, Brad. <laughs> I already know weekend, now. This the way weekend. you said that, Brad, was like, it sounded edited. Yeah, Tony, Tony must have had a bullshit wedding, too. <laughs> Tony had a great wedding. Tony oh, had a great there we wedding. go. Tony had a great wedding. We didn't get invited to Ian's wedding. Nobody got invited to that, so no worries there. Yeah, his wedding sucks. Yeah, Ian's wedding sucks. Yeah. No, I'm going to a wedding this weekend at Castle Charlevoix in Charlevoix, Michigan, and it's a Game of Thrones-themed wedding. No shit. Yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to bring my own furs or not, but... Do you need a sword? I I do need a sword. Okay, well, Mine's at the sword. smithy right now. I, I can't oh. tell if you're being serious or not, and I really need to know. No, I'm I mean, I'm not going to oh, wear no. furs, and I'm not going to bring a sword, but I am going to a Game of Thrones <laughs> wedding this weekend in a castle, Woo. and it's going it, it's gonna to be a fucking blast. That's cool as hell. Yeah. Oh, this has been Games on Earth. Thank you so much for listening. Uh... Hi. J- John, take us out this week. By okay, telling us what? what's under your house. Uh, well, I have a lot of pudding. I've got a pudding <laughs> cellar. A pudding Below cellar. that, I do have natural gas lines that keep my house warm. Also help me keep my pudding at room temp. Um, it is tapioca exclusively. I didn't want it, but it did come with the house, and I don't know what to do with it, so I am just kind of leaving it here until it either goes away or maybe gains sentience and takes over my house. Come, I'll come over and help you. I love tapioca pudding. <laughs> <laughs>